We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Fab Whisperer Podcast, uh, brought to you by the good folks at WinBet, uh, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, the exclusive sponsor of Rotowire Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Vlad Settler, my good friend. He is now with FTN. Uh, you can catch him on Twitter at RotoGut. I still say Goot, but it's Gut. Uh, but Vlad, good morning. How you doing? Happy morning to you, Jeff. It's uh, an amazing day because it's already week two of the season and we're just in the full swing of things and hot take season is over. Well, it's it's changed a little bit, but uh, but nevertheless. It's victory lap season now, right? It's victory lap season. Uh, <laughs> or I, I take victory defeats. I mean, I, uh, I take uh, defeat laps. I think that's what I'm going to do instead. I'll just talk about how I had, uh, you know, I had Trey Sermon on a bunch of teams. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But no, um, lots going on. Let's talk. Let's start with the Niners, because that's obviously going to be the focus of bidding. For those of you who have not bid yet, Elijah Mitchell is going to be the most popular, most expensive guy on in the uh, fab market this week uh, after the season ending injury to Raheem Mostert. It's officially on IR. So we know that we know that Sermon was a healthy scratch last week. Kyle Shannon was pretty dismissive of him, saying these are the three running backs we're going with this week. I don't think we're the, the story is completely done with Trey Sermon, but Mitchell, I think, is also going to be the starter this week. He's going to get a real shot. It sure does seem that way. Uh, of course, this is the uh, frequently tilting uh, Kyle Shanahan backfield where absolutely yep. anything is possible, and that's something that people are uh, probably keeping in the back of their mind. Um, we really don't know exactly how this is going to play out, but the fact that you do have Raheem Mostert opting for season-ending surgery now for the year really uh, opens the door to solidify Elijah Mitchell as a, as a pretty solid bit. As everybody knows, there uh, are really only a couple of spots in the league where you just feel comfortable with whoever is uh, is going to be the running back there, even if it is in, the, in a committee situation, somebody that could that's fantasy viable. And one of those spots is uh, behind San Francisco's offensive line. So um, you're right. You know, As far as uh, Trey Sermon, I don't think we have the full story there. And um, you know, next week, who knows? Maybe it's uh, it's Sermon getting the uh, the bulk of the carries. But my guess is Elijah Mitchell 
despite being a sixth rounder to Trey Sermon's third round uh, selection in the draft, appears to be uh, somebody that Shanahan favors and um, is probably worth spending on this week. Yeah, and you think about it, they have limited draft capital. They still spent a draft pick on him. It's not like he's Mm -hmm. a guy off the street. Um, it's not like, you know, it's not even like a coveted, uh, free agent, uh, you know, undrafted free agent. This is someone they actually spent a draft pick on. Uh, they looked at what he did at Louisiana and looked at how he was, you know, a a fit for outside zone read, um, that this was a big thing. And that's, this matches their system. That's one of the things I do like about Mitchell. Indeed. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, right now the we've had Tuesday runs for, for a lot of leagues, a lot of, uh, standard and, and home leagues. And that should maybe glean some insight as to what folks might do in mid and, and high stakes and SFB and, and, and other places. But I think the uh, the overwhelming uh, assessment is that he's going to go for a pretty penny. I mean, there are going to be people that spend close to all of their budget on him. Uh, you know, I mean, in in my uh, my weekly article, Fab Whisper, I'm talking about you know probably an average bid of four or five hundred ish is very possible in in NFFC league. So uh, I'd agree. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be a wide range. And we are seeing bids in the 300s for, you know, Tyson Williams before Gus Edwards got hurt uh, for Sony Michelle last week in week zero. And week one, I mean, I, I, you have a guy that's clearly going to be the guy in front, a, after an injury. You know, I, I think it's going to be very aggressive. So in the leagues, I, I've had a few leagues run so far. 61 to 57 was one, one of my in the uh, pentathlon. Are you doing you're not doing are you doing the pentathlon this year? I'm not uh, in it, but I'm uh, invested with uh, with uh, because I was on there with it last year. With um, I'm, I'm rooting for Russ Prentice and yeah, uh, yeah, Mark Russ, Kiefer. of course. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that one went 61. I had 50. I went, I went 57 on that. So I was a little unhappy. But uh, in the pros with Joe's, uh, it's a 14 teamer. It's start a quarterback, a defense, and seven flexes. It's pretty deep because it's only 14 teams and you don't now require positions. He went for like 556. And my 16 teamer, he went for 100, straight up 100. I had Mostert in that league. I went 85. I thought that was aggressive. Wasn't aggressive enough. So con- league context matters a ton here, too. Whether you have $0 bids, how deep the league is, how deep your need is for that matter, too. Yeah. And, uh, it- specifically if you know a person needs to be able to assess their their own team and and really weigh the risk of adding somebody that i mean of course there's a potential to bust we we have no idea he could get hurt the next week uh Trey yep. sermon could take over things all entirely at some point jeff wilson will be back they still have jermichael hasty maybe he steals all the goal line carries so so much that we don't know about and that's part of the reason why we play this game uh but uh but but yeah i think if You've lost Raheem Mostert on your team. Obviously, that's uh, a situation where he's uh, really a, a big-time priority for you. And just in general, like if you started a draft with uh, heavy receivers and you are just not don't have a strong, stable running back, uh, that would be another scenario where you may really want to break the bank on Mitchell. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, your mileage may vary here. There is there there are risk factors. You mentioned Wilson. You mentioned Sermon. You know, even Hasty. I mean, Hasty did steal a goal line carry last week you know it was the only carry he had he had one reception but maybe there'll be others so that that's something to wait, watch for there as well so uh go, going to be uh fun to see the results on that i'm generally speaking i like going aggressive early in football leagues mm-hmm. uh especially like the nffc for instance i'm not gonna like pace myself like i do the nfbc uh the reason being is first of all 20 man rosters secondly it's just it's 
very difficult to find someone that can make an impact season long. Yeah, what ends up happening is if you don't spend the money early, uh, early on, you then start almost thinking that the next sort of flavor of the week is is the guy, and then you're almost magnify over magnifying what you know what they're worth, and basically <laughs> overspending on you know on, on somebody just because you know you have to spend your money. It's almost like in an auction; you don't want to be left with with money at the table. So uh, yeah, it makes sense, Elijah Mitchell to spend this week. Yeah, uh, and just you know, I I see it there and. Uh, you know, you want to try to find, you know, I think we're, some people were probably tepid about Philip Lindsay a couple of years ago. Some people were tepid about James Robinson last year. Uh, or, although I think, again, that was one that was probably been on in week zero, not week one. Uh, and then, you know, Peyton Hill is way back. That's the canonical example. You try to find that one guy that you think might play the rest of the year. It's hard to find that in the NFFC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, 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 you're, you're basically every single week, I'm in a lot of our, our budgetary decisions are, you know, are streaming things like our backup quarterbacks and making sure that we're getting defense and and tight ends and uh, actually wasting a lot of money on uh, on receivers. Uh, that's a, that's a, a common thread or at least a trend that I'm going to try to avoid doing is paying up for for last week's box score. Uh, you know, a receiver that just uh, yeah. uh, ended up having a big game and then isn't really somebody that's that could be a viable uh, you know candidate to start every week. We'll talk about a couple of those guys. Uh, in fact. Uh, I want to definitely talk about a couple of them for this week and we'll talk whether they qualify as such, because I think that's a really good point. Uh, You know, and I find that to be true with tight ends also, you know, they're so touchdown dependent. You get that guy that scores a touchdown or two, uh, but they only get three targets. Well, okay. What's, is that a sustainable path? All right. Mm -hmm. Is that something you can build on in the future? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Before we uh, talk about other uh, candidates, quick note from our uh, title sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with the Fab Whisperer himself, Vlad Sedler. You can read Vlad on FTN. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at RotoGut. And congrats. Uh, I don't think we did this at the top of the show. Congrats on your new gig at FTN. Thank you. Uh, very excited. It's uh, you know a, a fantastic team that I'm working with here, being able to work on the seasonal side and, and the DFS side and the betting side as well. Uh, a little bit on the business side, and then of course uh, baseball. This is you know not a not a baseball podcast, but uh, you and I go way back, and that's kind of yep. where uh, where you and I have met. So yeah, very excited uh, to to be with the team and and see what we do this year. It's going to be awesome. Uh, make sure to give Vlad a follow and you know check out his work. Uh, let's uh, talk about a couple more running backs before we, move, before we move on to other positions. Mark Ingram had a huge workload last week. And I didn't hear anybody talk about him. In fact, the only talk I heard about Mark Ingram was, oh, he's probably going to get released. Oh, the Texans kept five running backs. What idiots. Ha, ha, ha. 
Well, Mark Ingram was the guy last week. He's available in some leagues. Not all of them, not, but I have seen some leagues so far where he's available. Are you interested? Are you buying? He is in NFFC 12 teamers, uh, the online championship, which now is, I think it's over about 6,000 um, entries in it, or maybe it was 4,500. Either way, a lot of people, it's a, it's the it's basically the, the contest high of all time. And that's mm-hmm. sort of where I, I base my, my Fab Whisper article on to, to review um, uh, for right. agent bids for the week. Mark Ingram is 61% rostered in, uh, in, in that contest. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's basically going to be the second or third most popular running back, at least the, the, one of the top conditional bids behind Elijah Mitchell, where, where yeah. available. And last week, uh, 26 carries. That, only Joe Mixon had more carries uh, than that. The thing with it, is that that might be his highest carry game of the season. I agree. That's how I see it. Because, I mean, do we really foresee a situation and maybe one, maybe other two other times where Houston's just working with a lead? I don't necessarily see it. Uh, and that means it's going to be a lot more Philip Lindsay, a lot more David Johnson. So uh, I, I think I like Mark Ingram more than uh, more than the average person. I think I, I'm, I'm a little bit too... Uh, uh, I, I don't give um, I don't give in to, to guys who are uh, quote, quote unquote washed as quickly as others do, because I think some guys just set up well in a role. Uh, but I don't know if that role is necessarily here unless they're working with the lead. Yeah, he's not a pass catcher. They go to Cleveland. They're double-digit underdogs this week. You know, you're going to see a lot of that going in the future there. And when they're playing catch-up, are they going to establish the run? No, they're, they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, and moreover, Tyra Taylor isn't going to really throw the backs that much. I mean, he's going to pull the ball down and run. Uh, so I don't. I, I think there's limited upside for any pass catching back. Uh, there's a reason why Houston backs were all discounted. Why you didn't have to take any of them until after the tenth round. Uh, but I will throw a token bid in on him just because. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's established himself like as the running back, as as the between the tackles guys, uh, as a guy that might be someone that if they ever get down near the goal line, he can sneak in. You know, there will be weeks by week play, think, something like that. I just don't want to have to use him as one of my top two guys. Well, my, so then my question, and, and not steal your thunder if this is your next guy, but uh, two other guys that I sort of have in that tier, and I'm wondering how you rank them behind Mitchell. Uh, one is Latavius Murray, who's uh, yeah. basically available in 20% of leagues. And then uh, Larry Roundtree of the Chargers, who appears to be the guy that basically uh, sort of complements Austin Eckler. So I'm wondering uh, what you feel about those guys, how they, they mix in with Ingram. I like them both better than Ingram, to be honest. I think I'd go Murray then Roundtree, then Ingram. Mm-hmm. And I put Mitchell above all of them still. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like Murray. I think Murray, you know, he, he had 10 carries already after mm-hmm. like three days of practice. Yeah. He's not going to pass. He's not much of a pass catcher. I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to see a whole lot of that out of him. But I think it's a pretty positive situation to be in. I, I, he, he takes Ingram's old role in Baltimore from like two, three years ago, where he's going to, you know, when he gets the ball, he's going to see some wide open lanes. I like him. Yeah. And, you know, to people saying that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's washed or he's just a guy. Yeah, he is just a guy, but that's okay because the Baltimore system is again, one of those other places where just a guy could end up working. And I think he, he kind of fits that role. And we saw it in the second half of that Monday night game where Tyson Will, uh, Williams had uh, uh, a faux pas with, uh, you know, in pass protection. And then Latavius uh, essentially had uh, a couple more carries than him in, in the second yep, half. That's it's right. going to be catching passes or anything, but um, in this role, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't necessarily think Le'Veon Bell is uh, is going to be a factor there. I'm, I'm hoping that Le'Veon can, can hold yeah, him off. Please no. Please yeah. no. No Devontae Freeman. No, no Le'Veon yeah. Bell. They already cut Trenton Cannon. Um, oh, they or, did. 
Yeah, so that 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 happened pretty quickly. So, um, although I don't know if they cut him or if that was a revert back to the practice squad situation, I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure which. Because on Monday, if you if they if you get activated from the practice squad, and this this applies to every position. By rule, you revert back to the practice squad on Monday. Um, they they can pull you back up, and I think you have a couple. You you get two or three bites of the apple, then you have to make a full time decision on them. But you know, I, I saw like with kickers, this is happening a little bit. Joey Sly kicked for Fairbairn uh, for Houston. And, you know, I, we had to edit a note. I was like, you know, just because he kicked well, that didn't have any impact. Mm -hmm. He was automatically by rule reverting back to the practice squad. Now they can turn around and sign him right away. But that, that's it's has nothing to do with your how well you did. It's just the rule. Yep. Just something worth knowing there. Uh Cecil says he's been picking up Larry Larry Rountree everywhere, and I have been picking him up too. I have, you know, he got carries on the very first series. It wasn't like even like late in the game. He was active pretty quickly. Um, this is a guy, another guy they spent a pick on. Yeah. I always think of that as some sort of barometer. You know, the way it's kind of like teams spending a pick on a kicker. You know, they're going to give you a chance now. If, even if you're a fifth or sixth round pick, typically they're going to still give you a chance because that that used to be, I think, back in the day. That same running back would have been taken in the fourth round. Running backs were had a little bit of extra currency back then. Now they kind of drop drop a little lower in the draft. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, if if we see uh, a continuation uh, of what we saw last week, where basically, I mean, for example, Roundtree out uh, out, out snapped uh, Justin Jackson twenty eight to yep. eleven. Justin Jackson was essentially you know a non factor there, and I know that some people that had Eckler had ended up spending some some dough on on Jackson last week and now they may be spending that dough on Roundtree this week. Um and, you know not very surprising to see Joshua Kelly uh, healthy scratch because or inactive because I don't know uh, when I watched him last year I don't think he 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 did it for me. Roundtree does clearly look more talented and was better in camp so there's something here. And then there's this factor. It's it's the and this is how I always think of things. If something did happen to the starter what does this person's role become and, and how much do they step up? Do they become right. like RB10, RB20, whatever it is? That would be a very valuable situation for Roundtree. You may end up with a gem. It seems like Austin Eckler always has something going on. I wouldn't necessarily call him injury prone, but there's always something. Yeah, I agree. Throwing one more running back name at you. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, pretty clearly the number two guy in Philly. Got a goal line carry for a touchdown too. Miles Sanders looked great and he's still the main guy, but mm -hmm. Gainwell's clearly the guy over Boston Scott is the number two. Yes. Uh, RIP, my uh, best ball Boston Scott shares from July. Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, no. That's okay. It's a long season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's great. Um, you know, in in the contests I'm playing in, he's 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 literally not available anywhere. Um, I think I have him in a couple of spots. But other than that, I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he, he's, a, he's a top priority. He's right there behind Elijah Mitchell. If he's available, you go ahead and, uh, and you make him number two uh, in, in your bidding. Priorities. Ahead of Roundtree for you. Uh, ahead of Roundtree, yes. Okay, that's that's a big endorsement. That is because he is available in a lot mm -hmm. of twelves. I've noticed mm -hmm. that anything deeper, you're not going to find him. Twelves uh, mm -hmm. with six man benches. Uh, yeah. You know, if you have twelves, if you have a, you know, like like you said, the online championship, uh, the, the Red Wire online championship, it's twenty rounds. You know, much bigger, uh, much bigger benches, which means a lot more stashes. That's actually my uh, my nineteenth year uh, home league is a situation where um, all of a sudden I didn't really love my defenses matchup. It was uh, you know Pittsburgh Steelers against Buffalo, and Gainwell was the closest thing to my cut. I was like, I just can't do it. I'm not gonna you know I, I don't want to cut Gainwell just to upgrade my defense. And thankfully I didn't. I think Pittsburgh got lucky, scored some points, yeah. and I ended up with a guy that uh, that could be helpful this year. Yeah, for sure. And that's you know the funny thing too is 
you know, context matters. I'm in one 10 team league, you know, trying mm -hmm. to find like, Oh yeah, I got a bid Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Who do I drop? Yeah. Do I drop Elijah Wilson? And after I've been talking him up and loving him, you know, he, he had one dud. It's tough because I really, I'm not going to use him, and I need, I, I want to pick up this, you know, you got to find More? that, that drop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did I, what did I say? Elijah Mitchell. I went, Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Elijah Wilson. There's a bunch of Elijahs out there. Apologize to any Elijah Wilson that exists in the world. Even though it's not a real football player, I'm just conflated. Yeah. I'm just, met, I don't know what I did there. <laughs> Zach Wilson to Elijah Moore. Maybe that's it. But I call, uh, I still call Daniel Jones, Daniel Wilson. And now we have Mac Jones and man. Yeah. Or is it I, Mac I, Wilson? I don't know. That's the first time I messed that one up though too. Dude, don't get old. That, that's basically <laughs> the rule here. Um, as old as you. Yeah. Uh, no, you're not. You're oh, younger than me. We're in our 40s. I'm 50, dude. That's right. You just turned 50. I'm 50. Birthday. I'm older than you. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, it's it's infinity birthday there. I'm, I just yeah. get to live it all year. Um, let's move on to wide receivers. But uh, actually, before we do that, a quick note before we talk about wide receivers to not get sucked up in on, a uh, quick note from our friends at Fancy Stand. Playing fancy sports is so much fun. But once you dive deeper, fighting against the other players for a percentage of the pot, there might be sharks like Vlad Sedler. Even when your fantasy team crushes it, those skilled pros may leave you without a single cent. Luckily, the days of having a great score and not getting the loot are over. With Fantasy Stand, you're playing against the house. If you reach the threshold, you win. It's that simple. Sorry, baby sharks. To participate, choose a free or paid entry contest in the lobby. For salary cap, you have to pick nine players while staying at or under the salary cap. For Pick'em, you simply pick one player from each tier they are presented with. Done. Now sit back and watch the results to see if your fancy team has what it takes to stand out from the rest. Come out as a high score. Get ready for additional prizes. So where do you stand? Visit FancyStand.com to sign up today. Talking with the fab whisperer himself, Vlad Sedler. You said uh, earlier that you like to caution people about not getting caught up on last week's box score, especially at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Does Tim Patrick qualify as one of those guys, or is there some enduring value with him? No, I like Tim Patrick a lot. Uh, there's a, there's a role to be had here. This this is a guy that already was a fan of last year. He's he's a big boy, like six four, two twelve. For some reason, last year or going into the season, I thought he was like the the league's biggest receiver. I thought he was like six seven, but then when I looked it up, writing the article, I remember he's six four. Um, but that is a big target for for you know Mister Safety Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and uh, he's going to be the guy lining up with Cortland Sutton most likely in yeah. uh, two receiver sets. Now that Jerry Judy is out of the picture, so I do, I, I do like KJ Hamler. But you're talking about a different sort of um, fantasy asset. Hamler more like the you know MVS Marcus Valdez Scandling type role where mm -hmm. you know he might be ten you know two for ten one game and then four for you know one twenty and one the next game. Right, right. Uh, but Patrick will give you that more week to week consistency. So I do, I do like him. Yeah, uh, I do too. Uh, I think he didn't have a single drop last year. That's a little fun stat. Uh, Hamler had a big drop last week. You know, it, Hamler is the deep guy and, you know, he's like MVS in a lot of ways, apparparently, but uh, you're right. He is very much a take the top off this sort of defense sort of guy, uh, which means he'll, he'll catch lightning in a bottle a few weeks. I would prefer Patrick over Hamler. Uh, realizing though, that Hamler could be someone that could, break out huge at some point it's possible uh whereas i think patrick is more of a steady guy uh, i feel the same way about uh zach pascal on the colts mm -hmm. uh he's got a role 
with T.Y. Hilton on the IR, uh, Pascal actually had his moments last year too, had two touchdowns this past week, got more targets than Paris Campbell. I think he's, I think he is the number two currently. I think it's Pittman and Pascal, and I think Campbell is definitely the three now. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys. He just always finds a way to to get you know to make the roster, and he's not a you know an overly exceptional talent. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. be you know raving about him, but he's a solid solid receiver. Uh, and I know, I know somebody that uh, you know you you read about just just puts in that extra work and really grinds. Um, but I do remember myself tilting when uh, I think not once but twice when he scored both touchdowns. I thought it was Pittman. Then uh, I see the name on the back of the jersey. I'm like ah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's pretty solid, but he is one of those guys I'm probably not going to overspend because you can just foresee a scenario where you'll be dropping him in, in a couple of weeks or just, he's one of those guys, the, he's, he's like the Hunter Renfro where, you know, added dropped, added drop based on how, yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good one. Hunter Renfro is getting some target share, uh, but you're right. It's at best, he's one of three, you know, uh, along with, uh, with Edwards and, and rugs, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't think Carr is going to have that many games where he throw, he's throwing 50 passes. Uh, this was, I think, an unusual situation here on Monday night. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, it, and it's, you know, uh, it's pretty clearly the, the, the Waller show there. And, uh, yeah, there's just not going to be enough targets to go around. It sucks for those of us that, you know, I mean, in, in some of those uh, big giant best balls, I mean, Ruggs and Edwards were going around 100, 110, ADP. And no matter how much I love those guys individually, it just didn't make sense to me as far as uh, how they would fit in the offense and, and where the consistency would come from as, as long as Waller is, uh, you know, sort of the main guy. Then you throw Drake in the mix and just really sort of complicates matters. All right. Got a couple of uh, receiver questions we'll throw at you here. Do you drop Gage for either Jalen Rager or Devontae Parker? Uh, I would drop Gage for either of them. Um I, I really take it as I, I look at it as if I'm going to be starting them, when would I would I be using him this week? And that's what I would sort of base it on. And for example, Devontae Parker gets the Buffalo Bills, one of the toughest secondaries in the league. I don't probably wouldn't uh, go that route. Rieger, uh, they get the uh, the Niners, which isn't necessarily a good matchup. But after that, Dallas, maybe a shootout in KC, nice. Carolina, that kind of works for me. So I think Rieger would be where I go. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, you know, you got a lot of draft capital there. He showed something last week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, Gage got shut out. You know, Gage was going earlier than I had him every single time. I have zero Gage. I, I was like, oh, but I can take Zacchaeus. He's the same thing. Yeah, they did do the same thing as, as Gage. I was right about that. Just mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was right. It was zero. They both got zero. But, uh, yeah, Atlanta was one of those teams that had a really rough – start to the season there. The offensive line looked terrible. Matt Ryan looked terrible. Uh, you know, I was expecting maybe a little bit of shootout potential out of Atlanta. Yeah, you know, I thought their defense would be bad, but I didn't realize their offense would be that bad too. And even there, uh, their next couple matchups at Tampa Bay, at the Giants, home against Washington. I mean, those are also three really tough defenses, but if they're in a scenario where they're, you know, they're from behind, they're down from, they're, they're losing, trying to play catch up, he could rack up a ton of receptions and maybe not with the uh, Ridley and those other guys being covered that he's the one that's a beneficiary of it. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, who else uh, are you taking a look at at wide receiver this week? Is there any uh, sneaky ones you can get for a little bit cheaper? Like, do you like, you know, Schwartz out of uh, Cleveland or is there anybody else that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Schwartz, man, yes. that guy. Uh, so apparently he's, he's faster than Tyreek Hill. I hear. 
I Maybe. will be honest. I did not know much about him heading into this. Uh, had I known about him, I probably wouldn't uh, have planted a flag on DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, because it right. looks like he's like, is DPJ, but better. I don't know. We'll see Faster, how that earlier out. draft pick. You know, that's yeah. the thing. They, they did commit a third round pick to add for him. Kid yeah. can fly. He, he was at Auburn uh, last year. I think he was hurt a lot in the preseason, so he you know, he didn't get that that second tier rookie buzz. You know, mm-hmm. like Terrace Marshall or uh, Elijah Moore. Um, you know, he didn't get any of that sort of buzz. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he you know Moore was earlier picked than that, obviously. But yeah. you know, he point is he he didn't get that sort of buzz because he wasn't around. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. see a whole lot of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that OBJ has missed a game, who knows what he's going to have the rest of the year. Uh, just because he missed one week doesn't mean he's fine the rest of the way. That is, and, and the OBJ thing is a big reason why I was making uh, People's Jones my last pick every draft. So I kind of yeah. didn't, didn't really see Schwartz coming. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Um, I do like Deami Brown. Uh, he's available in 22% of, uh, yep. of, of NFFCOCs. And, you know, he, he had a bunch of targets, which is great. Uh, basically, 51 snaps to, to, to McLaurin's 55, which is good to see. Got a new quarterback there, has a little bit more rapport with. So uh, he's another guy I like. Um, obviously, I don't think Deontay Harris is that sneaky. Um, Cedric Wilson on Dallas, people are going to want to chase that situation with Gallup out. Uh, the sneaky ones, I would say, are specifically to NFFC. And I don't know how many of our um, viewers or listeners are, are, are playing that format, but Cordero Patterson is a wide receiver in that format. And he's a running back, obviously. And then you've got, um, uh, Juwan Johnson. And that's an interesting situation because, you know, he had, a, you know, the, the, those couple touchdowns last week, a quote from Winston that he loves the guy who's going to be looking for him in the end zone. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he's basically the other tight end with Adam Troutman. And those are two guys that play other positions that are qualified as wide receivers. Yeah. The thing I don't like about Johnson is he had like three targets, yeah. and, but well, two of those were touchdowns. I, I, what I do like is how he high pointed that ball on the first touchdown. I really like how, you know, he used his size to his advantage, came down with a, a you know, not so easy catch. Um, I was impressed. Uh, so I, I think there's something there. I probably won't go too crazy on for him just because it's, it's tough to count, kind of count on the volume. I think it's one of those where though you don't want to get in a situation like, okay, do I start him or do I start Mike Kosicki? You know, that you know, mm-hmm. make, makes me sicky. You know, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing that's really bothersome. I had a lot of Kosicki mm-hmm. last year, and I, I, I get really frustrated with the lack of target share for him. By the way, uh, you know, in that game, did you know that uh, not only Juwan Johnson only just those three catches, but he only played on 12 snaps. So he really made the most of his uh, his time out there. He sure did. Uh, well, it show, yeah, it just shows he's really – dependent on the situation there which Mm -hmm. and it's okay it can still be useful you know it's a port in a storm but i really really don't want to count on him week in week out we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, before we get on to quarterbacks and Taylor Henneke, basically, a quick note from our friends at Vivid Seats. Preseason football has wrapped up and we're ready for the regular season to kick off this week. Live events are making a comeback, and there's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to get back into the action. So grab your NFL tickets and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Man, that feels good to say. Feels great to say, even. Even better, they just launched a new and improved rewards program with free tickets for every fan. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If if you're looking for tickets to the game, your favorite artist, or that new show that everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Vivid, visit Vivid Seats or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Have you been in the new stadium, Vlad? Have you checked out uh, SoFi Stadium here? I have not. No, maybe next year. Yeah, I, I'm not. Think, I love going to b- baseball games. You and I have been to Dodger games mm-hmm. together before, and uh, I'll use Vivid Seats for that. But mm-hmm. I, the NFL experience is different to me. Unless you're really passionate about the team, I think it's almost a better experience on TV. Absolutely. And especially you get all the games. And then if, you know, I mean, the, the way that we roll, what are we going to be doing? The game is on. We're going to miss all the plays because we're scrolling through and looking at our DFS lineups and and, and running through box scores. So yeah, exactly. uh, in college, you know, in college or, you know, a few early twenties, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Go with a bunch of friends. Now it's just a little bit different story. So we're, we age ourselves again. Yeah. Again, last time I went to a NFL game was down in San Diego um, for the, uh, when the Chargers were there. And that's, so yeah, it's been a while. Um, so I, yeah, I will, I will, but I will check out. I love going to college games. I love still going to baseball games. Just and plus, just the way, way the NFL, my time works out, it's a little bit different for me there. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little quarterbacks here. Let's talk a little Taylor Henneke. Uh, Going to get the job. Ryan Fitzpatrick is out for a long time. If you're in a super flex league, this is a big red alert. This is a guy you got to go get, right? Uh, it is yes, and and especially if you lost Fitzpatrick uh, specifically, that's the guy you're going to want to get. The thing of note is if you're not desperate and you're just bidding uh, or, or or trying to get him because of the name and the fact that he's the only one available in the superflex, you may not want to go all in. Definitely a situation because there are going to be other guys that pop yes. along the way. Injuries will happen. Uh, guys will get benched. There will be scenarios like that. So. Um, he doesn't necessarily like you know move the needle all that much uh, for me personally. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you there, and I, I I think that is the the tricky part there is knowing your league context. Uh, if you had Fitzmagic and you don't have a, a second QB, well then you absolutely have to get him in a, in a super flex league. Uh, if you're in a the Rotowire Online Championship, I probably won't spend a whole lot on him. I mean, mm-hmm. if chances are you have two QBs. And there's there's other a, a few others still out there too. So what's funny is I had a uh, um, basically not, I don't call it an argument, but we were just uh, kind of um, um, debating uh, your podcast partner uh, Scott Jensen, our mutual friend. He calls me nuts for not having a backup quarterback on some teams, and it makes sense. Obviously, as you know, I play a little bit more loose uh, in these upside competitions, Scott, you know, obviously is, uh, you know, plays a little more safe, doesn't always overbid on a lot of players. And he thinks it's nuts. He goes, you know, what if my, you know, my, I have Kyler Murray, but what if Kyler Murray, you know, gets COVID over the weekend, I take a potential zero, you lose that week. So what he says makes sense. 
but the thing is, there always there's always a quarterback in that format available. Like right now, I'm looking at you know Jameis Winston's 29% available. Um, you know Mac Jones, Roethlisberger, Bridgewater. Um, you name it, there are guys available because a lot of teams just don't carry a, a second one. Um, I think in that format, getting Winston on your team as a backup, I think is important. It's something I did last week. I even dropped some Ryan Fitzpatrick ahead of time just to get some Winstons on my team. But mm-hmm. outside of that, you can just sort of stream based on matchup and who's coming. Cause I mean, there are leagues where Joe Burrow was just dropped this week. People have been dropping Matt Ryan. They'll drop Kirk Cousins. So those type of guys will always be available. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, the the interesting thing to me is just the timing there. Mm-hmm. If you get a Sunday morning surprise, you're screwed. I think that's yeah. the, that's just the thing. In the, in the NFFC, you have to have. You know, this is why they have multiple free agent periods, though. You know, mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to that second one. I think that's one of the tips that I think pe- push people to remember is you have that second fab period, and you're going to get guys mm-hmm. a lot cheaper in that second one. A lot of unopposed ones. And there's news that happens on Friday. They're going to create bids for that too. Yeah, exactly. And and that's actually, uh, it's similar to late swap in DFS. And late swap in DFS is obviously very, very clutch and key and, and a key differentiator for a lot of people to, to make additional money. And it's the same thing here. That second bid period in, in, in FFC is important because you're basically, sometimes you're just getting ahead on the following week and you're looking, you know, maybe picking up for a dollar, a defense that you'll use next week, or, you know, you need a third receiver or something. So that using that bidding, uh, that second period, it's on Saturday. Now I think is very important. Yeah. Very smart to, to pay attention to that. Uh, let's look at, take a quick look at uh, week two. Uh, who are some of your plays? Who are some of the guys you like, dislike for week uh, for this particular upcoming week? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still sort of uh, formulating my opinion. I mean, I, okay. I what I'd like to do is, is I like to actually, before I look at the, the matchups and the spreads, I like to basically project that or predict that myself. So I, okay. don't, uh, I don't look at the spreads yet. I'm, I'm not quite in that, um, in that zone. I know some of the teams that play, I already know, you know, obviously the, the, you know, Dallas uh, Chargers game is, is supposed to be a barn burner. My assumption it's going to be nicely over 50 on the total. Right. Um, but that's, a, I think is going to be a fun game. It'll be interesting to see somebody like, you know what Mike Williams can do in week two, somebody that was already expected to be kind of take things to the next level this season, had a nice week one. What can he do in a, in a high powered offense against a uh, not so great defense? Yeah, there are the afternoon slate in particular is loaded with the uh, a lot of plus uh, 50 plus over under. So 50 mm-hmm. plus total. So uh, there could be some, a lot of fantasy goodness there. That'll be, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see to, to kind of look at that. Um, are you, you know, let's take a look at some of the guys that were the trendy week one free agent pickups, like Tyson Williams. Had a, mm-hmm. You know, he impressed. You know, pass, pass pro might be an issue for him, but he can catch passes. He has some burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week he gets the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what sort of enduring value do you see out of him? I mean, I think people are lucky to to have gotten him. I think he's somebody that's going to be you know valuable throughout the the course of the season. Have his ups, his set of ups and downs so long as he stays healthy. Uh, he was drafted in the tenth, eleventh round in those final few days. Uh, once Gus Edwards was was injured and and out, so uh, he's definitely interesting. The 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 not so great thing is last week, or at least I'm currently tilting it. Let's see how the situation transpires. I had Tyson Williams as my basically my top bid in a lot of places. And I ended up switching it up for Galman. I went Wayne Galman ahead of him 
just because I was thinking the talent level wasn't all that great between, you know, it wasn't all that much different between him and Mike Davis. And that once Galman's familiar with the offense, we saw how well he played with the, for the giants in, in a, you know, in a starting role last year, I thought he can have a valuable role in that team. I didn't really expect this Cordero Patterson thing to, you know, to come back into our lives and Cordero looked really good last week. So we'll see how yeah. that plays out. Well, yeah, it was interesting. I thought, you know, okay, Gallman, you know, he, he's a, He's a veteran. He'll, he could probably step in right away. He was a healthy scratch. I mean, that, that was the thing that was frustrating. Now, maybe that'll jump back in. The other yeah. thing that's kind of bad is I think game flow is going to be a problem for Atlanta. I mean, yeah. they're going to be behind a lot. I mean, including mm-hmm. this week at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is actually a Rojo week, uh, believe it or not. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm going to be – I have the courage to vote with my feet on that. That's the tough part. But, you know, mm-hmm. am I going to be able to use them in a lot of places? I actually think I only have them in one league. But – uh, I do think he bounces back. Um, yeah. I, I think they're going to try to establish him. I think they're going to try to make you know get him back. And man, I think any I think you can run against Atlanta all day. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was originally a non Rojo guy, and then for whatever reason, early last year, and I think it's because I I had him on some fantasy teams. I played him in the right at the right weeks in in DFS, and he's a grinder. I mean, he was a you know five yards per carry last year guy for a reason. I think he's he's a beast. If only he can catch some passes. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's a shame you got Fournette there and, you know, so many weapons, but I agree. I think it's Rojo week. Yeah. I think, I think they reestablish him. I think, you know, they get Mike Evans involved a little bit too, although yeah. that there's just that the problem is the multiplicity of options that they have every mm-hmm. single week. You're going to have to worry about that unless they do some narrowing down by injury in, in a given week. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's going to be it. Um, what else are you working on? I know you got uh, the fat, you got fab whispers already out, right? For this week. Yes, it actually just came out. Uh, perfect timing um, um, on FTNFantasy.com. It's uh, it came out literally as soon as we began um, with with the podcast. So hopefully nice. everyone in in the that have bid uh, periods that run on Wednesday will be able to to do that. And uh, uh, yeah, then we've got some some DFS work on our FTN daily site. Uh, you know, I, I do a, a show with uh, with Super Drafts for 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 their DFS product on Sunday mornings and uh, write a column for that as well. And then, of course, the uh, the baseball fab whispering as well. Very good. Very good. Well, hey, I know you're having a great year in baseball. Uh, I wish you all the luck heading down the stretch. Uh, it looks like we're not going to catch you in our main. Uh, just can't get well, the pitching. I'm... Well, I'm in, I mean, well, that league, I'm in third place, and we're trying to catch, you know, once again, we're all trying Casey. to catch Casey Chaw. I know. It's his world. We're all living in it. It's yeah. frustrating. But um, – yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil Dussault. Uh, I'm looking forward. We're going to try to get Phil on the baseball pod soon yeah. here because I just I'm trying not to jinx him. That's my my mm-hmm. my dilemma is: do I try to get him this week or do I wait yeah. until it's actually done? You know, I don't want to like huh? it, you know talk during the no hitter. You know, uh, that's the tricky part with Phil. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But good luck, uh, Phil. yeah, exactly. But I know you're crushing in a lot of your leagues though too. Uh, so good luck down the stretch. Uh, good you. luck at the new gig, and I'm, I'm really pleased it. you had some time to join us today. Uh, please follow Vlad on Twitter, at RotoGut. Of course, as always, you can check out RotoWire, rotowire.com slash try for your free 10-day trial. If you don't already subscribe, if you're watching us on YouTube, for instance, uh, please give us a shot. Take Check out all of our tools that we have to help you win your fantasy leagues. Coming up tomorrow, uh, the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast continues with uh, Mario and John. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.